Welcome to the Faith Crisis Coach Podcast. This show is my love letter to all of the people going through a faith crisis and transition that feel alone and like your world is falling apart. I've been there. As an all-in, eighth-generation Latter-day Saint, a faith crisis was the last thing I expected or wanted. But now, my life, my mental health, my relationships, my self-image, all of that is so much better because of how I leveraged my faith crisis. I'm your host, Josie Johnson, certified trauma-informed life coach and happy faith crisis graduate. If you want to grow through this experience, not just go through it, listen in. Hello, my faith crisis friends. What did you do this week? (laughs) What was fun? For me, it's been a fun week. We hung out with my in-laws last weekend and took my kids to the state fair here in Arizona. It was so fun. I have not been to the fair in a long time. It was very little kid-centered for us, which was fun because normally my adventurous husband and I typically ride all the big scary rides. Um, But it was fun and kind of nice and relaxing to just focus on whatever my preschooler wanted to do. So we did the merry-go-round and we did this big giant slide like three times. (laughs) Um, And then we visited the farm animals and the 4-H craft area. It was so fun. And she was just delighted the whole time. Uh, We also got lots of fair food, of course. Like, why else do you go to the fair? And so we tried a fried Twinkie for the first time, which I was excited about because I like trying new things. And that that's something that had, you know, I had heard about but hadn't done before. So we tried a fried Twinkie. That was actually better than a normal Twinkie. So if you don't like Twinkies, next time you're at the fair, maybe try that. Just tasted like a donut. <laughs> and we tried a fried Snickers bar. That would have been better not fried, though. So... <laughs> So this week for episode 11, I don't have a great transition, but (laughs) we're just going with it. This week for episode number 11, which was my favorite number, by the way, number 11, we are finishing out our how to feel. I'm so giggly. This is great. It's probably because I didn't have a great transition, but it's fine. Um, We're finishing out the how to feel better series and talking about movement and how movement connects to our emotions. So if you haven't listened to episode nine and 10, you can go back to those and listen to those for more background on the topic. And if you've already listened to those, just a reminder again, that when I say how to feel better, I'm talking about how to process and roll with our current emotions in a more loving way. I'm not here to teach you how to escape your emotions or how to change them into a morally better emotion because there is no such thing. All emotions are welcome and They all provide information that needs to be processed if we're going to live a self-compassionate and intentional life. There are so many emotions we're processing in faith crisis and transition. We're navigating the stages of grief as well as emotions that come up with life and relationship changes post-faith crisis. So many emotions, anger, sadness, regret, like agitation, annoyance, we're excited and curious and all the things. (laughs) We've just got overwhelm, right? We've got the whole spectrum. And movement is a big piece of processing our emotions because our emotions live in our bodies. Our emotions live in the present moment and our bodies live in the present moment, right? So when we're in our head or when we're, you know, really in our actions and our to-do lists, we're not really like in 
the present moment. We're not like with our body where it is. Our emotions kind of bring us home to where we are. They are vibrations that are caused by our thoughts and our bodies vibrate differently to different emotions. So when we feel calm, our heart rate slows. When we feel scared, it quickens. When we feel happy, we smile or laugh. When we feel proud, we stand tall. When we feel sad, we kind of curl up and sometimes cry. When we feel anger, we ball our fists and get tense. As we observe and learn our body's natural reactions to our emotions, we can use that information to our benefit. So for example, as I've kind of observed my emotions and I've watched how my body reacts to different emotions, I've trained myself to feel compassion and love for myself by using movement. I used to be so hard on myself, you guys, and many of you who know me personally know this and have witnessed this, and the voice still comes in once in a while, but I have observed that the way I naturally show love to others is through physical touch. My instinct when I feel love, the emotion of love, is to touch their shoulders, sit close to them, hug them. So that is how my body reacts to love. And I will for sure be that grandmother that, you know, is holding your one hand with both of mine, like just gently clasping your hand and telling you how much I love you. I can I can already see it when I'm in my little rocking chair. So that is how I show love. And so I've used this knowledge of myself and how I move when I feel this emotion to hack my brain and to create more self-love. So now I know that if I want to create more self-love, all I have to do, I don't have to think specific thoughts. I don't really have to do, you know, like, actions. I don't have to like hustle for worthiness or hustle for my self-love. I know that I just have to put my hand on my heart. And I talk about this in more detail in episode two, if you want more information on this, but just the idea of observing how we act in different emotions is so important. So you can do this with other emotions as well. So if you take the action you associate with that feeling, it can help you more intensely think the thoughts one would think and feel the feelings one would feel if they were taking that action. So like I said, it's kind of a brain hack or like a thought work hack. In coaching, we often show you how your thoughts and beliefs create your experience in the world. And this somatic, soma meaning body, the somatic approach takes it a step further. So we're not just thinking the thoughts, but we're using the body to help you access your emotions easier because that's where they live. So in the last episode, we talked about music and we talked about how we can use music to create a new emotion and we can use music to move through a current emotion. And that's the same with movement. So we can use movement to create a new emotion, an emotion that we want to be feeling, and we can use movement to lean into our current emotions and process them through. So both are important. Both are ways to use movement. And an example of this, like processing an emotion through with movement is I often tell my daughter to act out her anger because it will help the energy move through her. I will tell her to scream in a pillow or to push against my hands. I say, give me your energy and I'll show her both of my hands and she'll push against both of my hands with both of her hands and give it all she's got because the energy in our body, the emotion wants to move through us. And so movement helps that emotional energy move through. So when you have an emotion in your body, you can ask yourself, what does my body want to do right now? Doing that thing may help you process through that emotion. Your body already knows what to do. Sometimes we just keep it 
from doing what it wants to do because of our judgments around those emotions. Try pretending like you're feeling that emotion. Be an actor or an actress. Pretend like you're playing charades. If you're mad, what what do people do when they're mad? Hit a pillow, scream in the car by yourself. If you're sad, what does a sad person look like? They're probably slow, right? Um, crying, right? Let yourself cry. Let yourself process it through. If you're determined, people that are determined are typically working. They're doing a workout, setting a timer, having a deadline, like they're pushing. If you're lonely, you're probably, you know, by yourself in a in a larger space. So if you're lonely, take up space, lean into the spaciousness. Um, if you're excited, dance, move, um, like move your body a lot, exclaim, smile. If you're proud, you might put a fist in the air like you just won a gold medal or two hands in the air like you're crossing a finish line. Lean in. Your body knows what to do. And if you're feeling totally disconnected from your body, if you're like, Josie, what the heck are you talking about right now? (laughs) That's totally normal. And I'm going to talk about that more next week in the My Body is Mine episode. So hang tight if you're like, Josie, you just took this emotion series to like a weird place. (laughs) I don't understand. It may be because of your thoughts about your body. And so I will talk about that more next week. This week, I just want to kind of give you the tools and the foundation to know that movement and using these different like somatic exercises can be very useful. So again, just start by noticing what your body wants to do and do that. Processing emotions is a skill. It's something we learn with practice. So it can be useful like when we're practicing something, like if you're learning an instrument, it can be useful to pick a song that you're interested in. So when we're learning to practice processing emotions, pick an emotion you're interested in learning how to process better. So maybe it's one that you want more of in your life, or maybe it's one that keeps coming up for you and you keep pushing away and want to learn how to kind of allow more. So for me, this emotion is pride. I'm learning how to lean into pride more because I want more of it in my life. Pride is not exactly an emotion that we were encouraged to feel as Latter-day Saints or Mormons. It was very much one I was taught not to feel. And so that is an emotion that I, you know, I've done a lot of this work, but that is the next emotion that I am using to practice processing my emotions even more. And so a way that I am currently doing this is by observing others feel that emotion. And you can do this too. You can just search in YouTube or just watch people, you know, throughout the workday or in your family. Watching people feel and express this emotion that you're curious about will be interesting. I love watching how Olympians react when they win medals. So athletes often drop down to their knees, they'll cover their mouths, they'll yell, they'll cry, they'll jump up and down, pump their fists, run and hug someone. It's so fascinating to watch their just raw human emotion in these moments. It's a mix of pride, gratitude, relief, excitement, right? There's so much going on. There's so much stimulation in those exciting moments. And so we can kind of watch and kind of tease out those different emotions and see, you know, what is the physicality of these emotions? If someone's feeling pride, I typically think that it's like the standing up, open shoulders, standing up tall, and they're holding their hands in the air 
and they just have this like sense of solid, like I did it pride. And then there's also just like excitement, gratitude, relief that kind of come with it. And so watching other people feel the emotions that you want to feel can kind of show you the physicality and give you information about how to kind of act it out for yourself if you're not familiar with that emotion. If the emotion you practiced that you want to feel more is like sad and you know that typically you cry or you kind of curl up when you feel sad and you know that you do that, um, but you just aren't giving yourself permission to do that, you typically, you know, go to eat some treats instead or you binge Netflix or something to kind of get out of sad and you know that your work is to feel sad more. That's one thing, but it's another thing to have emotions that you just are kind of disconnected to totally. And that those are the good emotions to kind of observe other people feeling those emotions and watch how they do it. And then to kind of physically rehearse, what is it like to feel pride? And when, when I feel it, right? If I hit a goal, like earning a gold medal or, you know, for me, it might be like releasing this podcast. What would I be doing if I was feeling pride? I'd probably be like putting my hands in the air, scheduling a way to celebrate, whatever, right? So really think about the actions and the movement, both the physicality and then the like subsequent actions of that emotion. Our human emotions are so rich and vibrant. Um, observing others feel them really will help you move through them. So watch yourself, watch others. How does sad move? How does happy move? How does excited move? What about angry or rage or doubtful or confused or overwhelmed? Figure out how your emotions move and use that information to teach you what to physically do to help you move through them quicker. Okay. Move through them quicker if you want to kind of help them process through or how to invite them in if you don't feel like you're feeling that emotion very much. Okay. So we're going to use this information to help you process through pain and create more pleasure in your life. Okay, my friends, pick one emotion and kind of watch for the physicality of it. Get to know the physicality of that emotion and act out that emotion more in your life, whether that means it's an emotion that keeps coming up and you keep pushing away, and we're just going to stop pushing it away and start letting it naturally react. Or if it's an emotion that you you know aren't connected to really at all, we can start identifying moments where we would feel that and start using our physicality to invite it. So that is my challenge for you. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to stay in touch over on Instagram. So follow me at coach Josie Johnson and shoot me a DM when you do. It's not weird. I promise. I'd love to hear if there's a topic you want a podcast episode on. That way I can make sure I'm helping you with whatever is top of mind right now. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe on whatever app you're using so that the podcast is easy to find in the future. Okay, bye for now. Bye.